This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Coming to you in hypersonic ultra maximum high definition from the depths of the interwebs and straight into your ear holes, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 191. It is Anthony Lewis and Glenn Beauvais, and we're back to talk more movie reviews. Uh, not the best of show yet. Uh, there's still a few more things that we want to check off before the uh, the 2019 movie going year is complete. So we're probably going to come back a little bit uh, sooner than usual, a little early in 2020 to, to knock that off. But uh, today is largely Star Wars Day on Cinema Geekly, and uh, Glenn and I will... Uh, Fairly swiftly here, there's a couple other things we're going to talk about, but uh, fairly swiftly we will get to Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and it will be laden with spoilers. So you've been warned early on. And Glenn, I, I think we talked about this last time too, but do you want to also talk about The Mandalorian as well? I yeah, think we, could, we could talk about it. I think for me there's enough of a contrast with what's happening with The Mandalorian versus uh, the film franchises. They're very different, Yes. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. First, let's, uh, we got a couple of extra movies that, uh, we've both seen and we can talk about. I think mine is the older of the two, uh, for sure, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I've added it to the, I've added it to the list. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate, it fits in with... Oh, you added it to your best of list? Uh, it probably won't make it to the to the top 10 but it won't make it to the bottom five either oh, okay uh, so i i will say, let me say this this uh in a lot of ways is kind of a sad movie not in terms of like the story was sad or that the performances made me cry because they were not good not even in the the performances were so good that they made me cry since Sad in the sense that, uh, so this movie was made to essentially be a direct sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and to, a, essentially the line going into this is like, you know, forget Terminator 3, forget Salvation, forget Genesis, were those the other ones? Is there another one? I don't know, uh, after those. But essentially it was, forget those, this is a sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day, forget those other movies happened. And it's sad in the sense that, uh, I feel like all the other movies, which, you know, you shouldn't really try to judge another movie against another movie, but these are all kind of in the Terminator franchise, and I think, well, those other new Terminator movies or those other sequels that came out, none of them were really the worst movies I've ever seen, but, you know, they were okay at best, uh, but it started taking the franchise into this weird snowball time travel people couldn't keep track of what was up and down and it just became a really jumbled mess. And it's kind of sad because I think this works pretty good as just a straight up sequel to T2. And if none of the other movies existed, uh, like if they just stopped with T2 and then all these years later came back with this movie, I mean, people would be like, why, why did you bother? It was perfect the way it ended. Uh, but like, if it's a scenario of if you had to make it and they did make it, this would have been a pretty serviceable sequel to it. Uh, at least for me, Glenn, I discovered the thing that was missing in all of these Terminator sequels, and it was Linda Hamilton, because she was really good in this, actually. Uh, she was essentially the character that you would expect her to be uh, after following Terminator 2 and the, and the openings of this movie, which... Uh, 
show them in young face. Uh, they de-aged Linda Hamilton, and they also de-aged... Um, well, I guess they didn't de-age him. They just digitally recreated John from the... Yeah, I heard MT2. it looked pretty good. It actually does look pretty darn good. I was surprised at how good it looked. And, uh, you know, like, following the events that happened there. Uh, for them, you know, it's not perfect. It's not as good as T2 or T1. But I think it's definitely better than all of the other movies that came after it. Uh, you know, so in that part, you know, I like it. And it definitely felt like Tim Miller, uh, who directed it, had a love for those early movies. And this one felt much more like those first two movies than any of the other movies did. Uh, so I would say it's pretty good if you're not completely burned out on Terminator and, you know, give it a shot, I think. I, I went three and a half. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say if you're not dead on Terminator, like if it hasn't killed your desire to see any more Terminator movies, and believe me, this this was tough. Like, I put it on my list, but it's like, I really don't want to watch any more Terminator movies. But I did watch it, and I'm like, this is pretty good, and then I felt bad that, like, why why couldn't this have been the first thing that they made? Uh, following T2, because uh, I think they would have actually had something to build off of uh, from this as well. But, yeah. Uh, good. Better than most of the others. Not as good as the originals. Uh, what, have, what have you got, Glenn, that is not Star Wars related? I saw Jumanji the next level. Ah, uh, yes. This is actually also on my list, or was on my list, I think. Maybe I removed it. I don't know. It may have had too many movies. Uh, on my list that I wasn't going to get to. What, what did you think of it? Uh, you know, once you get to the actual Jumanji game, mm-hmm. it becomes so much better when you actually deal with the kids and their reasoning into... Uh, not the reasoning. I mean, I get why. The, the kid does it because he wants to be like, you know, the rock again, which, you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just kind of a weird way of getting to that. Uh, yeah. But once you get there... It's just it's uh, dumb and uh, fun, dumb you know. And fun. They get they play a little bit with the video game stuff, you know. The fact yeah. that you got two old dudes in Danny Glover and Danny DeVito that don't know anything about video games, and mm-hmm. they kind of get to be the most useful character in the games. Yes, <laughs> have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> it just turns out Danny DeVito just kills everything. You know, it doesn't matter <laughs> if they're his teammates or not. He just punches them to death. <laughs> uh, so I mean, like in that regard, no, it was fun. You could, t- mm-hmm. and that was the thing too. Is like you can tell, like the cast kind of had fun getting to play multiple personalities. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in that regard, it was you know it was simple. Uh, the bad guy's the Hound from Game of Thrones, so he's enormous. Yes. Or is it the Mountain? I don't know. They're they're like the same person, but it was uh it was fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Not really want to say besides it's just kind of this continuation of the I guess the second one really but no it was uh it was a fun movie I enjoyed it uh what would you give it uh like a really soft four it was good wow okay so would you say it's like right about where the other one was yeah I mean I think the First one, I think the setup is better in the first one. Like, they go to detention, they find this old video game, they plug it in, they play it, they get sucked in. Whereas this one, it's like, Mm -hmm. they've been separate, you know, they've all gone to college and gone different ways. Oh, we're going to meet up for Christmas. We're all home for the holidays. Oh, one guy doesn't show up. And so it's just kind of like, it seemed a little clunky at first. But once you kind of get, it just kind of takes a bit to get there. It's just... Oh, I was just get to the video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once you get the video game, it's it's fun, and you know, you get Danny DeVito being a grumpy old man after having hip surgery, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Danny Glover's being there. I mean, it was it was fun. It was fun, fun movie. Um, okay, so before we talk about Rise of Skywalker, we should start with Mandalorian, I guess, because it's slightly less recent. Although the a new episode has not dropped yet, that'll be on. Friday, I think. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, as yeah. we record this. Uh, um, do we do we know what the episode order is for that? Is it like eight episodes, or...? I have... Well, I think we're on. Isn't there eight already? 
I have no idea. I'm actually not positive. I'm going to go... Well, why don't you start telling me what you think about Mandalorian while I go look uh, while I go look it up? Yeah, uh, I mean, my thing is... It's just going to sound like a insult, and I, and I don't really mean it to be, but it's like the only way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. The best thing about the show is the fact that it's like 40 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's at its, its longest. Yeah, yeah. It's quick. It's to the point. Um, it doesn't have to have 8,000 plot lines uh, that it creates in Act 1 to try and finish in Act 3 when it has to, you uh, know, already spoiling plot lines from 2 and 1. You're already spoiling <laughs> the review for a couple minutes from now. <laughs> but, no, it's just, it's the simplicity of it. Do they mostly rip off famous uh, plot lines from movies and condense it? Yeah, but it's fine. Like, uh... The I will say you know the set designs, uh, the character, the creature creations, mm-hmm. uh, even Pedro Pascal I think is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, everyone knows about Baby Yoda, of but course, it's just yes. it's you know it's nuts and bolts you know with little the mythos sprinkled in, which was you know what we didn't realize was the best parts of the original trilogy is just not getting excess of things, but being able to build off of it ourselves of what certain things could represent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and all the guest stars, uh, that they have, I thought it was kind of funny that princess Caroline got to babysit. Oh, Amy Sedaris. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was a little, uh, uh, I, I will say I love Amy Sedaris, but man, she was pretty terrible in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely felt like a fish out of water. Yes. Uh, the I I love, but I've enjoyed it. I love the I, I've really enjoyed this show for a lot of the reasons uh, you've mentioned as well. And I'd also like to toss in the music, which yeah, I think is good. great. Uh, and we talked about this before off air, but also in the credits they show like the concept art or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's also really cool and fun to fun to look like. I watch all of the credits. Yeah. Like yeah. for every episode, just cause the art is so cool. Uh, the, 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 the guest cast is like Werner Herzog is like spewing out star Wars shit. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, like when I saw his name, I'm just like, "What?" Uh, I was, and I was pumped to see what would happen. And of course, he's you know playing like an ex-imperial uh, soldier or whatever, and he's just spouting off this stuff. And just hearing him say stuff like "fob" is just fun to me. Which it's a funny word to begin with, but hearing Warner Herzog say it, it's it's so much the better. I mean, so many, and there's a lot of. Outside of Baby Yoda, which of course has just generated a billion gifts, but like tons of stuff have come from this show. Like I have spoken. God, I don't know how many times I've seen the gif of I have spoken. Uh, this is the way, or this is the way as well. Uh, tons of stuff like that. Uh, but you know what? It's a good show, and yes, uh, it it is ripping off of. Like a a bunch of mostly, it's mostly just like western or samurai movie uh, yeah. type things. But I haven't seen a lot of westerns or samurai movies, so for me they're mostly new. Although, like a lot of those movies have been ripped off by a lot of other movies, so yeah, they've become like, tropes and yeah, cliches. Like so, even if yeah. you've never seen like Seven Samurai or something like that, like you can. You can recognize the story from something, and they probably yeah. got it from like Seven Samurai. But uh, yeah, I think that it's been a really good show and very different from pretty much anything else we've seen. Uh, the I mean, the closest thing we've gotten to like that warm Star Wars feeling is you know Baby Yoda looking like Yoda, reaching out like Yoda, and. Mm-hmm. Moving shit around with his mind like Yoda, and that's about it. Uh, and also, the show is very reminiscent of Firefly. Oh too, yeah, which, yeah, like the yeah. space western. Yeah, space western. Well, each episode kind of being on a different planet, planet with a yep. different, you know. We got to get this job done so we can go to the next planet. You know, keep on a yes, moving. Yes. So, 
you know, which is it's good. I mean, I, I don't mean it in a no. Firefly is a in good a derogatory show. way. Yeah. It it works. So um, last, no, I've, I've enjoyed it. Last episode I thought was was uh, pretty good, and they did the like this big battle, and they waited until the second to last episode to reveal essentially who I think we were supposed to believe is in fact the big bad guy, and it's Gus Fring. So yeah. uh, that's awesome. Uh, just another great, like, guest cast type person. And yes, there is one episode left, uh, written by John Favreau, directed by Taika Waititi. So, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff. And, uh, Deborah Chow has directed a couple of episodes, which, uh, people have really enjoyed. And she, I guess she's the one in charge of the, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series that's going to be coming. Mm. And I know Dave Filoni uh, has directed a few of these, and he did work on like. The well, Clone the Wars uh, you know who directed the uh, Seven Samurai Magnificent Seven episode, right? No, I I'm not looking at it. Who did that one? Pretty sure that's the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. Uh, episode four, Sanctuary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard directed that one. I would not have put those two together. Yeah, when I saw the name, I was like, uh, what? Yeah, I mean, and they do, uh, and this show is not without its fan service. Like, they go back to the Mos Eisley Cantina on Tatooine, and there's there's some changes. They used to not serve droids, but now droids are, like, bartending. Because yeah. it's after the Empire fell, so, you know, they yeah. got rid of that that uh, droidist attitude uh, that they had. Uh, Except uh, the Mandalorian hates droids. Yeah, he's not a fan of droids. Yes. Um, you know, there's a... I'm pretty sure the gunslinger, the the the, the droid bounty hunter, is supposed to be the same droid bounty hunter that was on uh, Darth Vader's uh, Star Destroyer when he's talking to all the bounty hunters to try to get, like, uh, I don't know, Luke or Han or whoever he was sending a bounty hunter after. Uh, but there was, like, a bunch of them on deck. And I think one of them was a droid. And I'm pretty sure it's the droid that was in this episode. But Oh, that's cool. Uh, or they looked very similar. It's it's one or the other. Uh, so, yeah. I... You know, there's some definitely some fan service stuff in here. But you know, not as much as in the movies. I think people are expecting much more of it in the movies. And they still did some here. But they did, you know, they did they did a little less. Uh, but I think it worked, and we, and we kind of get to see a side of Star Wars. I mean, there's definitely an audience for this, because there are people who are like, look, I like lightsabers, I like the Force, I like Skywalkers and Kenobis and all of that stuff, but also, could we just see, like, not that stuff? Could we see, like, the other things that are going on in this, in this universe? And uh, I've kind of really enjoyed this sort of, like, dip into, like, you know, not the Force mythology stuff. Yeah, it's kind of nice to just see what other people are doing in the Star Wars universe. Um, so yeah, I, I've enjoy, I've enjoyed the show. I think it's been uh, pretty good, and I'm looking forward to the to the finale. So yes, there is that. Uh, all right, let's break out the big guns. Let's talk about Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker again, laden with spoilers. Uh, the movie has been out for uh, well. It's, as we record this, the day has just started. So let's just go with five days or so. It's been out. Uh, so if you have not yet seen it, this review will in fact contain spoilers for everything. So if you're not interested, uh, there are some non-spoiler reviews out there somewhere. I partook in a few of them uh, myself to get a, like at least a little bit of an idea of what people were thinking going into it. And uh, I mostly agree, at least with the reviews that I had read uh, prior to going into it, which is mixed, but leaning positive. So I'm curious to know what you thought of uh, the the end of the Skywalker saga, Glenn. Um, hmm. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> this is going to... Is this going to be like a, I didn't like it, but 
for different reasons than I didn't like Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, really, that is why. That's that's really what it is. I I would say, in and of itself, the movie itself, like just watching it, mm-hmm. I I was fine just watching it. Mm-hmm. But man, kind of like we talk about the Quiet Place. It's almost because like the movie moves really fast. Holy shit! And there's shit, a reason it. why it moves fast because the moment you start thinking about what the actual plot is, mm-hmm. man, is it jumbled and and kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's Star Wars. So it's just, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, like, I disagreed with the direction that Ryan Johnson wanted to do because everything you can just look, you get in charge of a billion dollar franchise you can't just say nothing else matters and become a you know, Nietzsche follower like you, know, you just kind of there's I guess some responsibility with that mm. but this one is just a, he just tried to make everybody happy and oh, yes. and it's just and and just the way that he was doing some of it was so nonsensical like I mean right off the bat Snoke being a clone and he's in a vat tube and how they're going to explain Palpatine coming back. Mm-hmm. Oh, it might, you know, Palpatine, no, the one you saw might not have actually been that Palpatine. This is the real Palpatine, the real Darth Sidious. He's been on this planet forever. And it's just like, oh my God, like no one cares. Oh, did they he even, could- did they, did they actually suggest that at one point? I just presumed that they had scooped up the corpse of Palpatine from the Death Star and just plugged him into this machine and he's they barely kept alive. But it also works in this, because he does say, I've died many times. He does yeah. say I've died. And so, but that's what I mean, though, is you can open that into interpretation that, well, I'm already it's not like we make a giant leap seeing that he's made a clone of, or not clone of Snoke, but created this Snoke thing as a facade. Sure. Um, you know, why wouldn't he, you know, he is this evil, he could have and then, uh, you know, and then you see all the Star Destroyers, and there's just an obscene amount of them, and they've all got planet killers. And it's like, you you know, you probably could have just had 30 of them and had the same goal, but I know we got to make it look big. And Oh, it's the end, sir, yes. Yeah. Skybeams. It's just, well, yeah, it's just, so once that kind of stuff, it's the excess of it. You know, again, mm-hmm. comparing it to something like Mandalorian, where it's a lot more simple, or even the originals, which I know is you're you're handicapped because of technology at the time. Yeah. Like I, I wish we would just kind of think about that. Like it, it's okay to be handicapped in that way because you can exert some self control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does just because you have the capability of making ten thousand star destroyers and CGI doesn't mean you should just make ten thousand star destroyers and CGI. Yeah, I mean it's only been about since the. En- well, I, uh, it's, look, there's a lot of ways, especially if you've got a brain that is wired like mine, there's a lot of ways to, like, headcanon shit. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, it's been, like, 30 years since Return of the Jedi in the universe. It's been 30 years since then, so they've had 30 years to build that many. But then you could be like, well... He may have been thinking about this long before that. This could have been in the works for 50 years or 60 years uh, or whatever. But, you know, that's headcanoning stuff. That's not like shit they say in the movie. That's just, you know, my brain piecing things together. But they also say he conjured them. Which is a weird turn of phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we're in the world of... The Force, sure. So it's kind of and like, it can do whatever you want it to do, and they have done that in every movie. So yeah, it it did. We learned new Force powers here. So well, not really. I mean, I will if you're talking about Ray healing people. Well, you've got Ray healing people, which, by the way, the Emperor was like, "You guys yeah. are doing some shit that hasn't been seen in forever." Uh, but no, I'm really. Well, worth, I mean, that's I'm how really... he lured Anakin was that you could save. People could, from the dead. So, yes, it, I mean, it's works. not like it, it's not unheard of. <laughs> uh, I, I I think I'm more talking about the uh, like the the force Skyping. Like, here's a I mean, I know they did it in the last movie, but like now they can give each other shit over their Skype call. Like, here, take <laughs> my lightsaber or uh, yeah, here's the beads or, you know, whatever. Uh, that seemed new to me. But yeah, continue yeah. With I mean, your they got stronger. I mean, yeah, you could 
Uh, I, there's certain things I'm willing to just give it benefit of the doubt for as far as like their progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also, I mean, not, not, this is not a hound on Ray anti-feminism thing, but like we do see her like lift up a bunch of boulders, like, Oh, just not in the forest. And then just drop everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they are, they are both definitely stronger than what they were. Yeah. Uh, anyway, continue with your thoughts on things. No, it's, uh, um, I mean, I, other thing too is like, why am I just now learning about Poe's past in the third movie and what we all know is going to be his last one? I mean, it seems like the cast is pretty done with this. Well, uh, not to cut you off on that, but they have said that they're abandoning the trilogy idea going forward. Uh, but obviously there's going to be a shit ton more of these Star Wars movies. And oh, yeah. they have said that all of the characters that survive this movie can and likely will appear in future movies. So uh, this is not the end of any of the characters in these movies. We'll just see them appear. Now, I don't know if the movies will be about them specifically, but, you know, they may appear uh, in future movies. So, you know, they they might take on the Tony Stark role. He doesn't get his own movies anymore, but he appears in a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Otherwise, so they, they may kind of take on the Iron Man mantle. And my so, other thing, too, is uh, they all had really good chemistry with each other, yes. and I kind of feel cheated because we've spent so many of the movies of them just being, being apart, apart, even though these are the ones we're going to follow because we have to globetrot so much. Yep. Um. So it's, yeah, I mean, to me, I, a lot of my problems is just, it's outside of it, right? Every All the noise, everything, you know, we've talked about with Star Wars um and the outside influences that's that's really what has bothered me with most of this new trilogy it's mm-hmm. maybe not and it's def i mean it's definitely colored you know what i've thought of uh this trilogy i mean, it's, I mean even to an extent like last jedi but it's just this movie you know a lot of it was just retconning the other ones and it was just it got to be so much i wish it was just simpler like just you don't well we can't do have to (laughs) it's all about complicated uh and uh, for some people that works for me that works i i like intertangled webs and weaves and um i mean it can become too much uh especially if it's handled very poorly but you know we're not at terminator levels right now where my brain is fried trying to figure out what's what who's who and what happened when and if this actually happened or did it never happen? No, I just uh, think to me so much, it just turns into like, I just think it's so stupid. Like, it's just, well, that's just dumb. Like, mm. I, don't know, I guess that's my problem. Is it just, you, it becomes like just not necessarily nonsensical, but just not necessary. And I know none of this is necessary, but <laughs> like, I know we can go on that, but it's oh, just, yeah, we can go down that road, <laughs> but it's just, you know, come on. Moderation. I think of anything we've learned. Oh yeah, this <laughs> in our lives could we could benefit from. They were not moderate in this movie at all. Um, you know, my first thought was, how does J.J. Abrams keep getting himself into situations like this? Because uh, he should have just made the whole trilogy himself. I mean, honest, that's honestly yes. Yeah. So here's the thing: I'm choosing to believe that they did, in fact have no plan because I think that makes this movie better in my eyes, honestly, uh, because JJ Abrams has said that they did have a plan for the three movies. And I can only imagine that if he's not lying to us, that it was only in the loosest possible form. Yeah. And that there were no details hammered out because I, you know, I famously really enjoy last Jedi and uh, mostly because I really enjoy Empire Strikes Back, and it's essentially the same movie. Uh, but, you know, the the way that movie ends, it doesn't really... It doesn't close off the story, but it ties off so many things that it's like, where the fuck do they go in the third movie? Yeah. Because what, what do you do? Uh and J.J. Abrams, clearly, now maybe J.J. is the one who had an idea for all three movies, and he just didn't get to make the second one. So he took what Ryan Johnson did, and he's like, okay, let's see what I can take from his movie, and let's see if there's a way that I can twist it into it 
fitting into my story. Yeah. Uh, so they took the concept of Ray's parents being nobodies, and they're like, okay, well, we're not going to dismiss that. We're just going to tweak it a little bit. They were, they are technically somebody, but they chose to be nobody to protect their child. Uh, and it's like, okay, well, that's a, that is a reach. But you know, if you know, if you're like, okay, they are, you know, Ray's parents, uh, Ray's father was the son of Sheev Palpatine, the Emperor Darth Sidious, a son who we've heard no mention of throughout yeah. the original movies or the prequel movies, but hey. So Palpatine had sex. Palpatine got laid at least once. Um, well, I guess not really. You know what? They could have been clones of him. Maybe. We don't know. We'll have to wait until we get the Ray's Parents prequel movies. Uh, but <laughs> On Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. No, it's going to be on Hulu. No. Uh, the uh, Well, yeah, for sexual contact. Uh, you know, there's... <laughs> There's got to be the scene where Ray is created. Uh, no, so like you c- you can make that make sense. Like Palpatine is absolutely unequivocally horrible, and you could see why, just like with Vader, why they would want to hide the kids from that guy because you know he's your you know your racist uncle who shows up at Thanksgiving, but times a million. Uh, you know he's genocide. He's a genocidal maniac with superpowers. Uh, you know, so it makes some sense that, you know, you can make that work, but it is kind of a stretch and they do try to salvage, I think, Ray by the end of the movie where she just decides who she wants to be, which is fine. I know there's a lot of people who are really mad that they could have done more with her, but honestly, you know, I felt that's where the movie was after last Jedi. That's where I felt everything was heading anyway, was, you know, Ray has nobody she only has herself. It doesn't matter what family she belongs to. You know, she gets to decide who she wants to be. She has the onus over her over her life going forward. And they they ultimately did do that. And she does essentially get to choose who she wants to be by the end of the movie. Um, you know, that's I thought that was fine. There were a lot of people who thought like, oh, my God, they've ruined her character. I don't think that they did that at all. Uh, she seems... She seems right about where I figured she would have wound up. Uh, you know, they tacked on a marketable last name for her at the end. She chooses to be a Skywalker to carry on the legacy of her two mentors. Uh, but, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, you know, there's a there are a lot of people. I saw some people that were really mad that Rose Tico got underserved in this movie. But that's not surprising. She was a minor character. She got lines in this movie, which is more than people made it out to be, by the way. I, I, I was my understanding going in is that she had two lines of dialogue essentially, but she had much more than that. She was just a minor character though. She was a minor character in the last movie, uh, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, but I mean she's a minor character, but almost her inactions entirely Oh uh, she didn't murder need to be in the movie. millions of people. <laughs> yes. Well I mean <laughs> she's uh yeah, and she's, minor but not an unimportant character. That is true. Um, you know, they introduce a lot of characters in this movie. You know, they, uh, introduce, was it, is it Felicity? Yeah. Felicity. Uh, she comes in as like a rocketeer looking person. Uh, people are just assuming that because these people had so little to do in the movie for the most part, that they'll all have Disney plus shows <laughs> surrounding them. Which, no, just, you gotta give your friends some that sweet, sweet cash. They may very well. Yeah. And that's a, a JJ, a JJ go to for sure. Um, I mean, it's what Adam Sandler does. That's why his budgets are big, because all his friends get paid. Yeah, you know, a lot of people said that he essentially erased stuff from The Last Jedi, but not really. At least I don't think so. It's, I, mean, I think it's like he purposely ignored some things. Yeah. And definitely tweaked it because it's, you know, my problem with, so you think of this as a trilogy, is like, mm. the first movie happens, we're like, okay, whatever, it's a soft reboot, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Uh, Mary Sue, feminism, uh, yeah, you know, yada, yada, yada. All that fun stuff, yes. Yeah, all that fun stuff. <laughs> and the second one's like, nope, this don't matter, this don't matter, this ain't gonna happen, this ain't what you think it's gonna be. Yes. I tricked ya. And then the third one comes, like you said, and it's like, uh, I mean, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to- that's why that's why the beginning of this movie kind of feels like a short film, essentially, of like, 
you know, we got to do something. Like, yeah, the the last movie ended with the resistance low in numbers and on the run from the first order, but that's about it. And it, this movie takes place about a year after the ending of the last movie. So they got to come up with something new. There was no cliffhanger on which to end. There was no Hans taken away in carbonite. So we got to go rescue him or, um, you know, there was no big, you know, Luke failed against Vader. Now he's got to go after Vader again. Like Ray didn't really have one of those moments with Kylo Ren. So, uh, yeah. I, and I will say this about this movie for people that, um, I think this was probably the first, I think definitely the, the only star Wars movie of this recent trilogy that doesn't feel like it was like copying, like this didn't feel like it was copying return of the Jedi in how it operated. Uh, so well, I'll give it outside of the last like 20 minutes of the movie. Oh yeah. Like the last 20 minutes of the movie were like, yeah, straight up homage to that. And you know, lots of fan servicey stuff, which I think is a great thing. I don't know why people think that's such a negative thing. Most people going to a star Wars movie are fans of star Wars that want to be serviced. They want to be shown star Wars shit that they love. Uh, I mean, there are definitely some people who are like, I'm not going to give too much time to these people, Glenn, but I've been having this conversation at home for, like, the last 12 hours, it feels like. But there are some people who are of the mind that this is worse than any of the prequel movies, and I just cannot get my head around it. Uh, People keep trying to tell me that, you know, at least in the prequel movies, they're trying to be original with what they were doing, which, you know, fine, I grant that, but... uh, my analogy lately has been, you can bake me a chocolate chip cookie, the most cookie cutter, the safest of all cookie options, Glenn. And if it's made well, I'm going to enjoy that chocolate chip cookie, even though I've had a billion of them. Now you bring me some original cookie recipe that's full of stuff that sucks. I'm not going to give it high marks just because you tried something out of the box. If it tastes like shit, it tastes like shit. This may have been very safe Star Wars, but... At least it was fairly well-made, fairly good-tasting Star Wars. The The prequel stuff is like, wow, it looks good on paper, but once you start eating it, you're, you're throwing up all over the place. So, yeah, this didn't come close. Uh, once, I, once I rated this, once I, once I went over to Letterboxd and looked at my, my list of Star Wars movies that I ranked, this thing comes nowhere close to prequel uh, era stuff in terms of visuals, in terms of storytelling. The storytelling is jumbled, but nowhere near as jumbled as the, like the prequel movies aren't a mess story-wise. They're just dumb. They're just horribly made, (laughs) poorly written, poorly acted. Visuals look good, but they're, they're holding up less and less after every viewing. Yeah. They're Um, pretty stale. So yeah, they're, they're not good. This was better than those movies, and I don't think it was even close. Uh, There's definitely some problems, uh, but there's a lot of great moments in this movie, too. Um, Like, I I thought for sure I was going to feel moved when uh, Leia dies in the movie, because it'll just make me think about Carrie Fisher dying, and that was sad for everybody who loved Star Wars. Uh, But weirdly, it didn't. The thing that hit me was when they went to Chewie, and they're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, holy fuck, this goddamn giant bear dog thing has like lost everybody he's ever loved. They're all dead, except for him. He's just left with Lando. Like, that's it. It's Chewie and Lando going forward. Uh, But And they gave Chewie his medal, Glenn. That's great. They should have given him that medal in the fourth movie. But no. Uh, it, it took him all the way until everyone died. And they're like, sir, here's your medal. You, you earned well, I think it. he just got Leia's medal. He probably did. They're like, here, she wanted you to have this medal. Like, uh, She needed another medal to, to be able to pay the ferryman. So but there's a have two pieces of gold, we'll just take the one. There's this great shot of him at the end, though. Like, the camera's panning away while everybody's, like, celebrating... And if you just focus on Chewie, 
he is so fucking proud of this medal. He's like draping it down from his paw and he's like pointing at it. And he's just like, look guys. Uh, I thought that was great. They, they do this great callback to, um, like Ray ends up flying Luke's X-Wing and they do this wonderful callback where Luke pulls the X-Wing out of the water. The thing he couldn't do in Empire Strikes Back or didn't think he could do. And like force, force ghost Luke does it and they play the music like that's all like fan servicey stuff designed to push buttons but you know it's for a reason it works it worked on me i'm like this is great uh lots of there's lots of good stuff i like how the movie ended i like the um that they did like the leia's the got make out like, session she did kiss yeah so the rilo shippers they'll be happy well they they were happy for about a minute Oh, I'm sorry. J.J. Abrams saying that was some brother uh, sister shit. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Run that by me again? <laughs> yeah, no. J.J. Abrams. He said that was uh, it. Was you know, you know, because you know, some fans don't want Ray to be romantic and that kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, but so to please that, J.J. said that it was a brother-sister kiss. It was a brother-sister moment. Admiration, not... No. Not, no, no, not no, 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 no. Sensual. And I'm like, no, no, uh, no. Sir. <laughs> let me, sir, let me no. tell you how kisses work. Yes. <laughs> I have children that I will give kisses. Now that they are older, <laughs> I will give them kisses on their cheek, and it will be a, a quick kiss on the cheek. You know, open mouth, kiss them. No! <laughs> While cradling them in my arms, No! Yeah. I would never do this to my brother. If I had a sister, I would never do that to her. This is not a brotherly, sisterly kiss. This was uh, heading towards romance until he died. Kiss. Uh, I mean, they saved they saved Ben Solo. Of course, that was uh, that was a good thing. The scene he has with Harrison Ford, memory memory Han Solo, I guess, because um, he was not a Force ghost. It was just. We were seeing what Kylo Ren was thinking, I guess. Well, he was being influenced by his mom as well. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I thought that scene was great. Yeah. Uh, I'm shocked they were able to coax Harrison to come back because he did the thing he wanted to do in Force Awakens. Uh, But yeah, I mean, look, for whatever reason, this movie brought out the magic in, uh, in both Harrison Ford and in Billy D. Williams. Like, they both seemed energetic and were having a blast doing these movies. Well, I mean, yeah, besides the fact that, like, Billy D. Williams was obviously sitting in every scene. <laughs> well, Finally, he's got, like, bad legs. I, I was going to say minus that. But look, I nobody chuckled at this, but I fucking love the scene where he's like, send Leia my love. I just thought that was fucking awesome. I'm like, shit, yeah, that's Lando trying to get laid, even now, uh, <laughs> in his later years. Uh yeah, there is. Yeah, but you couldn't have him uh, hit on any of them in front of him, though. Yeah, that would have been that would have been weird. And uh, he didn't well, hit on I any. Guess, I guess probably people would have gotten bad vibes. And he certainly didn't hit on any of the younger women in this movie, so that's good. Uh, that also yeah. would have been creepy. Uh, but yeah, there's. I think there's a lot of good in the movie. I liked it quite a bit. There's also undeniably just a lot happening, too much happening. Uh, and you know, early on, it's not only is not only do they squeeze kind of like a second mini movie into this, but it also moves at a breakneck pace. Like the movie actually does slow down after that part. It's still going really fast because it's J.J. Abrams. Um, you know, if the action isn't moving a million miles an hour, the camera's whip panning around. Uh, so it's moving at a pretty good clip. So but... you tell me that his scripts are written as a. Speed up, slow down. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just go watch that Star Trek movie that he made, the first one anyway. Uh, Into Into Darkness doesn't quite move at the same speed as the 2009 one does, but that 2009 one, that one's moving pretty speedy. Uh, you know, to the point where a lot of people are like, that looks like a Star Wars movie. Uh, and boy, did they have no idea when he started making Star Wars then. It's like they looked even more Star Warsy. Uh, but yeah, that... There's a lot, and there's a lot of things where it's like, okay, uh, all right, I guess I'll have to buy that. Uh, You know, there's a lot of that, but, you know, as far as, like, a closing to a trilogy, 
I, I had more fun than I had when I watched Return of the Jedi. At least these start. At least, at least all of these ships. Too many of them as there were, uh, which by the way were matched with on the other side by just as many, if not more, ships. Um, that know, made it through a, mi- a minefield that you had to have a navigation. I'm sure glad that we didn't hear about any of the casualties on the way there or <laughs> yeah, back. I'm sure there were many. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Though they should like they made a big deal about how you couldn't get through this without the navsack and like yes, I get I get the star destroyers not being able to make it because they are massive. Yes, but like we didn't hear anything. Like, can we see one ship go through and just it's a I'm just it's going to bits? Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's um. You know, but at least it wasn't like, you know, at least it wasn't like little teddy bears destroying all of these ships. We uh, did get to see those teddy bears, though. We did We did get to see two Ewoks at the end, celebrating on the forest moon of Endor, which, uh, and then we actually get to go on actual Endor, which seems like a pretty barren-ass place, actually, for the most part. Yeah, it just uh, looks like Scotland. Yeah, it looks very much like Scotland. Um, you know, there was... Uh, there's a, at least one scene in this movie, Glenn, where there are at least 50 cameos and they happen all at once, but they're all voice cameos. Yeah. Uh, when Ray finally reaches out to all of the Jedi long dead and they encourage her to get back onto her feet. Uh, and we hear tons of voices, but uh, a lot of them, uh, interesting choices, like bringing animated characters that have never been live action into live action kind of at least through voice or hearing Ian McGregor and Alec Guinness. That was kind of strange. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they, and they did that trick that they did with, uh, they did it in force awakens as well, where they chopped off, uh, um, I can't remember what word it was. They had some, he says some word that has Ray in it, but there's something at the beginning and at the end and they just chopped it off. And it sounds like he goes, Ray, uh, they did it in Force Awakens as well, and they just used the same clip here. But yeah, I mean, there was, um, you know, we heard both Obi-Wan's, Yoda was in there, uh, Mace Windu, Sam Jackson's voice was in there, Hayden Christensen's voice as Anakin Skywalker was in there, uh, bonkers. Uh, Luke's voice, obviously, Leia's, uh, they had, uh, voices from the, uh, from the Clone Wars, I think the 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 woman who voices Ahsoka Tano, her voice was in there, uh, and uh, I want to say Star Wars Rebels. There's a guy whose voice was in there as well, uh, but yeah, the tons of cameos, no faces. Uh, the only Force ghosts we got in this movie were of Luke and of Leia at the end. Uh, they did do. Because this is Disney, and they now, unless you're Martin Scorsese, or the people who made the Terminator movie, uh, basically the proprietors of de-aging people, and we do get to see a de-aged Mark Hamill and a de-aged Carrie Fisher, briefly is like they're tra- like Luke is training her, and they're explaining why Leia has a, a lightsaber, or she had one, um, but then decided not to continue pursuing it. Uh, so yeah, they, they've, they've got all that stuff. The ending I thought was good. Which was kind of unnecessary because she kind of, even in the original trilogy is kind of like, eh, I don't really care. Yeah. She's like, eh, uh, you know, well, I mean, this is like the directly after that movie. Maybe they decided let's give it, let's give it a go. And then she's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Which seems actually very Carrie Fisher esque, so that yeah, that works. She's like, let's, let's where's try the it where's on. the cocaine at? Yeah, now nah, I'm bored. Let's let's move on. Yeah. Uh, she's like, this this flipping was fun for a little bit, but now I'm I'm tired of flipping with lightsabers. And they did bring back the flipping, Glenn. That's important to to mention here. Yeah, uh, we have not seen flips in Star Wars since Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, uh, or Revenge of the Flips, depending on uh, how you like to look at it. But boy, did they bring back flips. Uh, but not overdone. I don't think people were not like doing like a million backflips all over the place. The fights weren't as or- over choreographed as they were in the the prequel movies. So, uh, 
I still maintain I like the one from episode one the best, but, uh, you know, that's because you had, like, Ray Park doing shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, that's, like, the tiny minutia stuff. I think overall, big picture, I thought it was a, a more than serviceable ending, especially considering what J.J. Abrams had to work with, starting with this. And I say that as somebody who really enjoyed Last Jedi, but... You know, even I at the end was like, I have no idea where they go from here. Uh, and it turns out you just create something new, tell everybody about it, show them as quickly as possible, and then do the ending of your movie. Uh, in that regard, I think a serviceable ending. Uh, I was entertained. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it's not in my top tier of the Star Wars movies, but I've seen way, way, way worse Star Wars movies. Uh, so any final thoughts on, uh, Rise of Skywalker, Glenn, and what would you give it? Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm glad it's, uh, all over. For now. You know, from here on out, we can go with a clean slate of non-Skywalker stuff. Please. Please. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ray will probably, if she appears, she will be referred to as Ray Skywalker, but I don't think it'll have anything else to do with the legacy of bloodlines and stuff. It does seem like... They're going to try to do something different now, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs it. Uh, score, man, I don't know. Like, like a three, maybe. Okay. Maybe. We're not terribly far off uh, in our, I mean, we're, I mean, I, I, I thought it was better than a three, but uh, like I, I decided on like a, like a soft like three and three quarters, maybe three and a half, three and three quarters in there somewhere. Uh, I liked it better than like return of the Jedi or solo or any of the prequels, but uh, I didn't like it as much as say like rogue one uh, or any of the movies that came in this trilogy prior to it, I thought were uh, also better efforts, but you know, it was, it was tough. I, I would love to one day read the, like the completely unedited, like making of this trilogy to find out like how much do they really have going on it if they did it had to be like the loosest of loose outlines of like here's I just want to know what jj abrams actually thinks about anything besides the mystery whatever box. his market research tells him he needs to do the mystery box well i mean <laughs> and look there look there is a mystery in this movie a little bit glenn that never got touched on again well, what, what Finn was going to say to Yes, Ray. yeah. I mean, I think it's obvious he was going to say, I love you, but... Oh, no, no. Because no. they, they definitely tease... He's in love with Poe, and Poe's in love with him. It's just Disney can't make them be together because uh, they need money from overseas. Sir, I will have you know that this film, for about three seconds, featured two women kissing at the You're end right. of the and, and any of those, And guess what? It got edited out on certain markets that do not approve of <laughs> homosexuality. That's not surprising uh, at all. Uh, I mean, I figured that's what he was going to say, but, you know, I mean, look, there is some stuff they erased. Like, they teased this, you know, Rose was in love with Finn, completely dropped in this movie. Oh, well, we all know she was in love with Finn. Like, they have, like, the big kiss at the end. There's, like, a big explosion, and she kisses him right when the explosion happens, but it is never touched on again in this movie. Uh, uh, I guess that's another thing they copy in Empire Strikes Back is a big kiss by someone who, do, you know, just uh, who doesn't really yeah. care about you. Maybe maybe Rose is Finn's sister. And yeah. <laughs> maybe that's just a thing in Star Wars. Uh, you know, oh my God, Glenn. Big open mouth kisses for siblings. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that, that is what JJ is talking about. And look, who are we to judge? This is a. Yeah, he, a you know, I, granted, if you heard what he said, you know, he may have been kind of sarcastic. Tongue in about cheek. It too. Literally yeah, and figuratively. Um, it's just hard to think he is tongue in cheek because <laughs> it's just anytime I've seen him in stuff and it's like someone yeah. questions his wokeness, it's immediately like, oh, well, you know, we just didn't have time, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like the next movie, he immediately addresses whatever he was criticized for. Yes, he does do uh, which this is, quite a you know, bit. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's, it is a good thing. He but wants it's just, to make people happy, like, but it's also like you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, you can't make everybody happy. And can we make it a little bit more natural versus yeah. just like, I know you just did this because yeah. I mean, what criticism. I'm an easy I'm an easy sell on Star Wars because I love this shit. Like, I hate 
like most of what happens in those prequel movies, Glenn. And I do not think very highly of them, but still, when it comes time to, like, let's sit down and watch all of Star Wars, I will still sit down and watch those movies. Even though I don't like them, I can still get through them because I love, like, Star Wars. Like, I ha- there are things that are, there are good things in those movies that I can pull from them, enough of them for me to be able to, like, watch them every now and again. So, yeah. you know, I'm a homer. Maybe we could just reboot them and just be like, just focus on Palpatine's rise to power. Because honestly, that's like the most interesting stuff in the movie is just so, his rise to power. I have a contra. I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but after watching these three new sequels, uh, maybe this is a hot take, but I don't think it is. I think that at least in terms of like performances and acting. Like, I think these movies have the best acting performances of, like, all of the Star Wars movies. Like, yeah. from, from top to bottom. Like, I don't mean, like, you can't point out great scenes in the original movies. I'm talking about, like, from the main characters from, like, top to bottom, for the most part, are all very good at what they do. And there's a lot of good performances in those movies from from top to bottom. I was just thinking about it afterwards. I'm like, wow, there's, like, you know, uh, the stuff between, like, uh, you know, like, Ben and Ray, all of that stuff is like yeah, they're 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 good actors. I mean, I think Adam Driver is a really good actor. I think he's excellent. I think he's kind of been given some some shitty things to do in this in this trilogy, but he's been probably I don't know like the most interesting one. Yeah, I thought he's excellent, and a lot of it is just in his face. Like sometimes it's not even dialogue; it's just like looks he has. He's very good. And I'm sitting here trying to think, like, Jesus, if these two were, like, Anakin and Padme in the prequels, like, boy, those movies would have been so much better. Well, I mean, it should be John Boyega and Oscar Isaac should be Anakin and Padme. Padme. I'm telling you, dude, they want they want to have sex with each other. I mean, look, they are, I mean, and look, people have already written novels about this on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's um, true. But, yeah. Uh, uh, they must have been. They're going to become the new uh, Sonic Hedgehog and and Mario. It's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> they must have been pissed when they're when they teased that Poe had a had a fling with the Rocketeer. So no, he could have had a fling with her. It just it shouldn't have been active. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he tries in this movie. She just shoots. Oh him yeah, out. he does. Yeah. But what they should have done, what they what they had to cut out for every edit and every market was. After it shows her, and she's like, "And eh, no, he looks over at Finn, and Finn yeah. winks at him like, yeah. My, by the way, my favorite... Because they can, they can uh, ghost bond with each other. By the, so. my, I would just like to state that my favorite negative review of this movie uh, was bashing the commercialization and the cheapness of, like, you know, cash grab shit and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you see these for every movie that gets made, essentially nowadays if it's like big and attached to a franchise but then they talk about how much they uh how much they really enjoyed the character of babu frick which is clearly just designed to sell toys uh (laughs) they make things small and with adorable voices and they do silly things and people are gonna go aww and they're gonna want to buy it baby yoda bb8 whatever that new droid is that parking cone on a wheel uh that thing that Speaks English, kind of, sort of, like that's gonna. They sell a million of those things. Like, I am, that's okay. You know what? My biggest complaint of these new trilogy, mm-hmm. this new trilogy, the lack of RTD two. Oh yeah, he had like nothing in this movie, and uh, and any of them. Why is he being left behind? I'm sorry. Yeah, you they, can have BB and you can have R two because R two is the best because he's an asshole. Like yeah. <laughs> He remembers everything he's just that's Don going on. Rickles. That's all he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now picturing like Don Rickles sitting inside the R2D2, controlling it. Uh, yeah, I mean he's amazing. he's a butthead. He can cause you know he likes to be mischief, mischievous. Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, yeah, I don't know why he's not in it more. It, that yeah, it bothers me. I'm wondering, like they gave all of these mo. I'm, I'm going to end on one last theory here before we go, because we're running a little long here, but I got one last theory before we go. Uh, now, it's obvious that the first movie in this trilogy was for Han Solo, the second movie was for Luke, and that the third movie was supposed to be for Leia, I believe. And obviously because of Carrie Fisher's untimely death, that wasn't going to happen. 
So they brought in Lando. But Billy D. Williams is like, look, guys, I'm happy to be here, but, you know, I got to be sitting down for most of this shit. And they're like, well, fuck. What Star Wars legend do we put into a role? And they're like, I got it. C-3PO. And this movie had, there's a ton of C-3PO in this movie. Yeah. Like the whole first part of the movie is sort of like, you know, C-3PO heavily involved. Uh, like there's just a bunch of that going on. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking that's what they did to kind of like serve it up. Although I feel like he remembers everybody in like 10 minutes. Ugh. Oh yeah. He forgets everybody. And yeah, they could have had a lot more fun with that, but I mean, you know, he, they were having fun with it all the way up until he got to R2D2 and then R2. That's the Disney plus series I want is I want the adventure. I want the sit down, like Charlie Rose esque minus the sexual misconduct, (laughs) uh, sit down, at a table with black all around them. And it's just R2 telling C-3PO his story, like notebook style. (laughs) Here's everything that's happened. Yeah. And it's just all through R2's eyes, which is going to be shaded a lot more favorably to him. And you can do, (laughs) you can have a fun side by side of what R2 sees versus what actually happened. Happened. Uh, It's going to remind me of that robot chicken sketch where like, Darth Vader, it's like reimagined scene where Darth Vader tells Luke he's his father. And then oh, he's like, yeah. and Leia is your sister. And I built C-3PO. And he's like, "That if you're, if you're not going to take this seriously, I'm out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luke just takes off. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot to that story. I mean, and he got his mind wiped once before, too, after the prequels. Yeah. So he wouldn't remember shit. So he's, he's been there before, but... Yeah, there's a, I don't know, I, I think I think a lot to like, but, you know, he tried to do a lot, and he tried to please, he tried to please people who liked the Ryan Johnson movie, he tried even harder to please the people who hated it, which I think is a mistake, because I think there's, as usual, I think there's far fewer people who, like, vehemently hate that movie than people think actually hate it. I think there's people who really enjoyed it. And then there's people who thought it was okay, and there's people who thought it wasn't that good, and then there's the small, tiny people who thought it was a stain on, like, the record of humanity. So you think Ben and I are in the smallest... No, I don't think you guys think it's a stain on humankind's record. I think you just didn't like it. I know Ben really does not like that movie. Uh, But there are definitely people... Like, yeah, I'm talking about the people who, like... To this day, like Ryan Johnson's like, hey guys, check out Knives Out. And they're like, fuck you, Last Jedi sucked. <laughs> like, dude, fuck, it was two years ago. Like, come on, let's, let's move it along, shall we? Oh, like, man, You murdered our childhood, what are you doing? <laughs> you turned Luke into Yoda, and we hate Yoda. Well, we don't, but fuck, I don't know what I like anymore. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I. They should. I don't think they should have catered to that. Well, audience I didn't at really all. turn him into Yoda. Well, yeah, he, he was the he, he was yes, the bitter he, old hermit Jedi who didn't really want to train the new Jedi kid. Yeah, and was a dick. And then will you find out that it was all just a trick? Honestly, he Yoda ended up being. Doing. Honestly, he ended up being better than Yoda because at the end, Yoda just like sat there while Luke went off to fight Vader and. Luke actually this time tried to like help the people at the end. So he really ended up better than Yoda did at the end. Yoda was just like, all right, whatever you, you go do your thing. I'm just going to sit here in my hut. Uh, you know, Luke actually came around at the end, tried to help out, tried to be a, a force for good. Well, that's uh, cause Yoda had to follow the Jedi way of, uh, putting himself in exile. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I will be honest. Uh, one thing I know we said, we're going to end this, podcast like a hundred times by now but yeah well the movie should also end it about 10 different times too so it was a, it, yeah it was a little long as well but uh was, he shot lightning to the sky and hit every single spaceship what the fuck he's very powerful glenn yeah <laughs> he is you know what well, he, d- he did suck the life force from like ray and 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 ben so maybe that helped but yeah, and yeah, and I he know there's it, no criticism of him being a Mary Sue. I mean, at this point, Ed Emperor is like the biggest. Yeah, he's a she. <laughs> he's a Shivy Stew. 
yeah. but yeah, he look, uh, and he didn't say unlimited power when he did it. So that I, I could have given this movie a four, but he didn't. He <laughs> did get in one line. He did get in the uh, the shit about there are some things in the forest that some consider to be unnatural. I'm like, oh, he said that line from that third movie. Uh, yeah. But I mean, he was hamming it up. You could tell he was having a good time. Oh shit! Yeah, Ian McDermott is always great playing the emperor. He's just ridiculous. But um, I'll, I'll say this: I was a little surprised at the end. I thought for sure they were going to go with some sort of like middle ground Jedi thing, where it's like they're not Sith, they're not Jedi, raise something in between. But it kind of didn't really end like that. She just sort of ended as a Jedi, which yeah. If to be honest. If the history of, like, Sith and Jedi relations tell us anything, it's that eventually the Sith will rise again. Now, it seems like she did a pretty good job of destroying pretty much all of those fucking Sith. (laughs) But, uh, Well, you know, we have the Emperor got obliterated once before. I'm I'm sure he's not. It seems like at some point... Maybe he has more grandchildren. Yes. Maybe they'll rise up to fight that kid. Oh my god, that's what it's gonna be. We're gonna find out he's got other grandchildren. Ah, there it is. He had many children. Yeah. Through, with many with many different partners. I've He's died very, many times. It's very before. much like Star-Lord's dad in Guardians 2. Where he just slept with yeah. a bunch of women. That's it. Nailed it. We'll just copy from Guardians. That's a space movie, right? Uh, shit. Okay. Uh, we've talked enough about Star Wars for this lifetime, I think. I tried blowing up the galaxy. <laughs> now I gotta blow into the galaxy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, all right, so that's the podcast for this year. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show. Uh, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Just search for Cinema Geekly. Hit subscribe. That way you can come back uh, sooner rather than later, sometime shortly into the new year. Uh, Glenn and I will be back to do the best of 2019 podcast. 